0: There is no rule anywhere that you have to have a Connecticut shade wrapper as your morning cigar. There, there, there's, there's none. It doesn't exist. It's, it's not real. It's like the chupacabra or the idea of fingers
1: Malone doing a burpee. No part of it is real. I did three today. That's not. That's not true. Not in a row. <laughs> three burpees in a row. Uh, right. I had cabbage this morning. Well, I think. Oh, got wait. Different burpees. Okay. That's it. It's eat, drink, smoke. I'm
0: Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, and this is from Warfighter Cigars right there. The 5.56 millimeter, you got to love how they name their cigars. The Garrison Corojo Cigar. This is a Corojo wrapper, Habano, in the binder and the filler Nicaraguan uh, uh, throughout. This is, if I have it right, they're 5 by 52, which means it's 5 inches long. tee Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 52 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or how thick it is around. tee Again, with the laughter, fifty-two is a, is a nice place to be. Uh, Crow definitely going to give you uh, some of that spice element, but it's we we were commenting on the fact that when you're trying to photograph or do video of of this uh, this uh, band, it's it's this copper metallic going on. It's it's very very hard to show in any level of video.
1: Fingers, yeah, it's very cool, copper bronzish look, and it's very shiny. So uh, you have to be a professional photographer to get the right lighting, the right angle. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's really just about the cigar and not, and not the band. Right. Oh, what do you know? Uh, there, there is a, a
0: bunch of interesting notes that are going to come off of this. I've got my cutter right here. I use a butterfly uh, cutter uh, today. Uh, it's just uh, different shapes, different styles,
1: different attitudes. Uh, call definitely- Mariah Carey cutter.
0: Why? Butterfly. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you with your, with your odd pop culture reference right there. Finger <laughs> on the pulse? Is it's that who right. you are, Fingers <laughs>
1: more? That's right.
0: Uh, so Warfighter is a really interesting group. They make this cigar and a bunch of others with Placencia, which is making some of the best cigars, I think, in the world uh, right now. Um, military, uh, ex-military, or, or do you say retired military? I don't think you say ex-military. I never know how to say it. I don't want to insult these guys because they're very strong. Yes. They're, they're, they're outrageously big people. And they're well-armed. Um, but they make really, really nice, easy-to-smoke sticks. I mean, enjoyable stuff all the way around. So they've got a full complement. They've got, uh, you know, uh, th- this is the 5.56. They've got the two two three. everything named after a, a caliber, a type of, of, of ammunition. And they do wonderful work. And working with Placencia means that there's, there's definitely some style here. There's definitely something here that you can work with. Now, Fingers, you've been smoking this. I'm just getting mine lit as i do uh what are you getting off that first smoke
1: those well first you know what we we're kind of expecting there's a spice there it's it's got some pepper to it uh also some leather notes and uh you know if i'm being honest i've had about a gallon of coffee this morning a gallon so, yeah about a gallon uh so I, I that obviously is having an impact uh on how the cigar is hitting me because there, there's also a creamy sweetness to it uh but those are the three things I've got, but I just, I just lit this up. I'm just in the first third. Yeah. And, and so am
0: I, and you want to take the cigar, you want to break it up at the thirds in your mind, first third, second third, uh, final third. And then, you know, you're getting your notebooks out. What did you eat? What did you drink? What is the weather like? It's been weird in Indianapolis, Indiana, where we, we broadcast, uh, not in our normal studios right now, new studios being built a- as we speak. Uh, but it's been like there was this this real cold snap. And then all of a sudden it was temperatures in the 70s and nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> and right now, because of, of some weird scheduling, we're recording in the morning and we don't usually record in, in in the morning. So it's like we wanted a morning cigar, but not typical morning cigar. We want to kind of break the mold of what a morning cigar could be. So we've got temperatures in the 60s. We've got the leaves falling. Fingers Malloy is in the Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation garage. That's um, and so, uh, you know, that's that's the weather we're dealing with. And then, you know, Fingers had a lot of coffee this morning. I had less coffee this morning. And that will affect how it is you take the cigar. But you want to write down from each third, you know, the, the, the notes, the flavor profile. So when you go back to the cigar a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, and you do it again in your notebook, you compare the notes. You can get the through lines and really see what you thought of of the cigar itself. It is interesting that that it has, it does have this this nice bit of cream that comes with it. It is a super easy smoke. It's a super easy draw. And I, I think I think it's I think it's pretty as a picture yeah. when we talk about the cigar itself. Now mine admittedly is a little squishy. You can mm. actually kind of see that going on right there. It's a little squishy. Uh that could be the humidification in my humidor. I have two. I have a refrigerated humidor, and then I have a separate uh, uh, humidor um, because, uh, well, the the collection is is growing, um, and so it could be where it was in the humidor. It could be maybe I've got too much humidification going in there, but it isn't affecting the smoke of this at all. This is coming across very nicely, fingers.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. You know, we met these guys what uh, two years ago at three the three, Pacific, yeah, yeah, Premium Cigar Association trade show in Las Vegas, and really liked. Uh, their whole operation, what they do, uh, and I—I I don't know, Tony. They—they—they they, they seem to really produce quality sticks at a re- very reasonable price. I could see where some of uh, the the Warfighter uh, lines w- would be an everyday smoke for for some people.
0: Uh, I, e- easy to do, uh, easy to respect, easy to smoke. I—I uh, I have not had anything where I'm like, my gosh, that is the most top tier cigar I've ever had. I, I I would say that to those guys clearly, but there's never a moment where I'm like warfighter. I wouldn't want that. Never. Right. It's 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 a, it is in my humidor. It is a fine compliment to the humidor. I love their personal story uh, so much. And you're always like that works. That's a solid stick. Um, is it for me, a golf course stick? It certainly could be warfighters on the golf course. I could totally see an after golf course stick. Probably not a yard work stick. Absolutely. You got a group of, of friends uh, coming over and you're passing out Warfighters. solid. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, that's very cool. Oh, that's a great story. And that will mean a lot to them. And, but I do, I dig them. And I think they put out something that is, that is quality is, is certainly there. I think they put out something reliable, which very often is an overlooked situation.
1: The question fingers, Malloy, is it in your humidor for give or take $10 a stick? I, I mean, I've had one of these before. And so uh, my answer is yes, uh, because it's dependable, it's reliable, it's got the the uh, a flavor profile that uh, I enjoy. So yes, absolutely. So we have had a a series of these. We have tried
0: a whole bunch of what they offer, and the answer is as a brand, as a brand, uh, Warfighters in my humidor. Uh, mm. I I I absolutely think that what they do is is solid good work reliable work and no matter where you are if you grab one you're like yep that's going to do me just fine it's not going to put you out you're not going to have that whatever that taste is you're not going to feel like oh I'm i'm just suffering through here there's no, right. there's there's zero suffering kitten absolutely <laughs> zero uh, can i tell you I, I i don't know where we are in time fingers but we'll got got about to, 30 seconds so i i uh mentioned uh, a guy who's running for political office here in in indiana and i mentioned them on radio and i said i think they're a good cat i like cat yeah. like, kitten. i kitten i don't know i use that like on air i never use it in my private life. i always use it on air and uh and they quoted it it's now one of their campaign pieces very nice that uh, tony Katz <laughs> called him a good cat i'm like <laughs> all right we're bringing that back. Let us bring the warfighter back uh, right here. The 5.56 millimeter Garrison Corojo. Find that at your local tobacconist and then smoke along uh, with us. Everybody knows that Fingers Malloy is a terrible parent. What? A terrible parent, so much so that restaurants have started adding a bad parenting fee anytime he walks in the door. Oh, no, I said what?
1: Because I didn't realize I had kids. zetrix Oh damn! How did I break I'm Tony Katz? That was really good. That's fingers,
0: Malloy right there. There is a restaurant in Georgia, the T- the Tocoa Riverside Restaurant. T-O-C-C-O-A is how it's spelled. This is in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, you've got local rainbow trout uh that they prepare. It's a really beautiful spot. Uh, they've got ribeyes, everything that you would want. And they have an adult surcharge, fingers, Malloy, as birds fly overhead right now as we're sitting outside <laughs> and, and enjoying some incredible fall weather here in Indianapolis. Adult surcharge for adults unable to parent. Right? That's uh, that's it, parents, you're not great at this. And your kid is not allowed to run around. Your kid is not cute. Your kid is usually terrible. That's not,
1: I don't even know why that's a, like a shocking thing to say. No, it's not. And this, listen, a lot of people who are going to this restaurant, if you look at the menu, they've got a ribeye for $39. That's a. That better be a fine ribeye. Although that's, that's like a cheap price for a ribeye, right? That's the thing. It's like, if you're spending $39 on a steak, you expect to at least have a pleasant dining experience. You're not ordering moons over Miami for uh, a six 99, you know, it's not a Denny's and what you would expect at a Denny's restaurant, which is families and, and, and kids screaming, but even at, that should not even be acceptable. If your kid starts getting out of line and this is, I'm even talking about a baby. I know in situations when I was dining with, you know, I, I've got two kids that I know of and, The, uh, you know, if I got one that's six months old crying, took her out of the restaurant. I don't want everybody else upset. And if I have to take her out of the restaurant, poke my head back in and say, I guess this is to go, then that's what you do. That's what responsible
0: people do. That's what respectful people do. That stuff is gone by uh, the wayside. And the problem is going the other way. The restaurant is not so respectful of the customer. Uh, in New York, there's a story out of the New York Post that, and this is the headline, tipping is so out of hand in New York City, even the Olive Garden adds automatic gratuities. Now, you and I both know, we have both worked in service before. You got a group of eight, you got a group of 10, you're going to add a 15% an 18% gratuity automatically. Everybody in America has come to accept that as the given, fingers will the way, true or false? True. Right, true. But if you're going to just start adding tips to me and and, and someone else, if you're just going to start adding it because, well, this is what we do, you're, you're, you're basically charging me a tax for eating at your restaurant. You're telling me that the price isn't the price, it's the price plus, and you've decided the plus. You don't even give me the option. So this is a, a tax on the the patron and is a really a terrible way to treat your customer
1: yeah it is and then on top of it you there's a sense of entitlement from the server they know, already know they're getting a 20 percent tip does that mean the service would be as good from that server as if that the tip didn't matter uh, or, or the tip wasn't automatically added to the bill, that you, your service determined for the most part how much you were going to be tipped? It makes you wonder if the quality of the service is going to go down now. If, if we argue that the concept of a, of a tip, if we argue
0: that um, is the idea of to ensure prompt service, if that's what a tip is to ensure prompt service, then uh, the answer is no. You're not insuring anything. You're just giving. But I think the the I think the bigger story here is no one ever views it as, as as I described it. No one ever views it as a tax, right? It 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 is what it is. You're telling people for coming into this place, we lie to you about the price, and then we fill it in over here. Why not tell me instead of you know we talk about that Georgia restaurant where ribeye is thirty nine dollars, which some people would say that's a dang good price for a ribeye. Mm-hmm. Why is it the ribeye forty four dollars? Just tell me it's forty four dollars, and then give the five dollars to the server if they're selling the ribeye.
1: Yeah, you're, just you're, build it in. You're absolutely right. Can I share with you a tipping story? You had uh, a tipping story? Oh, over the weekend, how this whole uh, tipping at places you wouldn't expect to tip has gotten out of control. Uh, I went to uh, one of my kids is in marching band right. and they had a big marching band competition at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, downtown Indianapolis. And I went to the concession stand uh, because uh, I enjoy concession food and I'm a fat guy. What? So, right. What? Shocking. Almost as shocking as learning you have kids. I <laughs> had, to, had to make up for the earlier. Thank you. So. I order a, a bag of popcorn and a soda and $82. Yes, $82. And then she, you know, rings it up and I've got the little pad in front of me where I do the old tap, a tap, a with the card. And she says, oh, there's a question there for you. And it automatically is <laughs> 18%, 20%, 25% tip or custom tip on my popcorn and soda that, as you accurately described, cost me. uh I actually financed it over 30 years. Got a good good interest rate of 7.9%. But, wow, that is good today. <laughs> right. But I thought to myself, this is outrageous. She's handing me a bag of popcorn and a, and a soda and a, a 20% tip on that. Am I crazy? I ended up because I found out that, the, that these were volunteers and the tips were going to the marching band. Uh, so I was like, okay, you're guilty. Yeah, but I'm
0: sure there's a number of cases we can find that, that it doesn't go to the marching band. Right. right? I mean, it that- goes to Marsha
1: from the band who's working the concession stand. <laughs> exactly. Well, it made me think okay, Sunday, uh, when the the Colts play, I'm assuming that that same screen pops up if you go get a popcorn and soda, and, and then you're you're tipping for someone handing you a bag of popcorn and a in a diet soda. We
0: have gotten to a weird place. I, I I don't disagree, and and it's wrong, and it's offensive, and we we we've talked about. We keep hearing stories of people revolting over this kind of stuff because it is revolting. It has to stop. But since no one is going to say I'm never coming back, they're not going to not come back. They, it's 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 a win, right? It's a win for for the place to to give it a go, and they get a couple extra bucks. If you make you know seventeen dollars extra every shift because of it, and you work in five shifts a week, I had to pick seventeen because uh, yeah, twenty dollars. It's $100 a sh- hundred dollars a hundred dollars a week extra that you're making. You're bringing in an extra 4800 dollars a year. Yeah, forty eight hundred be a month, fifty two hundred. Depending depends how you do the math,
1: but that's that's why they do it. Yeah. The other weird side note on that, it was, it was all cashless. There was no cash. You had to use a card no matter what.
0: I actually think it's very wrong. And some people argue, well, you, the business should be able to decide what they take as currency. But if I pull out a dollar bill right now, it lets me know that it's, it's, it's good for all debts, public and private. It's legal tender. How dare you not take it? I am not a conspiratorial guy by any measure, fingers, Malloy. Right. I'm just telling you, telling you, that a society that doesn't take cash, that has everything digital,
1: that's a society that's heading for problems. We'll talk more about it. As anyone knows who listens to Eat, Drink, Smoke on the regular, they know that Tony not only loves to travel, he also loves the TSA. Oh! Can't get enough of the TSA and going through the checkpoint and, uh, getting the shakedown, uh, the official TSA handshake, the, ho- the whole thing. Absolutely loves it. And uh, But sometimes there's trouble going through the TSA, and you want to get through that as painless as possible without running into trouble. And we here at Eat Drink, Eat, Drink Smoke, we have a list to help you get through TSA, especially the pre-check in a way that will make your travel experience lovely. I'm going to hate this list, aren't I? Yes. It's Eat Drink Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy, and he is Tony Katz. Find the book Let's Go Barbecue over at Amazon.com. It is a great Thanksgiving Day gift. I give tons of gifts out on Thanksgiving because, Tony, it's a a time of Thanksgiving. Ah, well, that explains why you give out a lot of gifts. It's a giving in Thanksgiving. So, uh, and I can't think of a better gift on thanksgiving then let's go barbecue so find it over at amazon.com that was a plug well done Next. thank you uh so tsa going through tsa with tony is an experience ladies and gentlemen not an experience i'm just very focused on not talking
0: to the tsa and remembering how absolutely abusive this is of my
1: rights and of me as a human being but uh, go on continue well, it's, subject fingers it's an it's an experience for both of us because a lot of times you know when we happen to travel together to go to a, a, say a conference where we know we're going to be broadcasting and we're bringing radio equipment we pretty much know there's an 85 percent chance that our carry-on luggage will be flagged because there are microphones in the carry-on bag and i don't want to get too radio nerdy but i've got a blue snowball mic it's just a a big ball <laughs> on a stand every a big ball of wires and circuits yes of course we get stopped right and a lot of times when i'm going through and they see the bag and they say uh, is that your bag and i say, and i'll say yes it's a microphone and right. right away they'll go oh i can't tell you how many times i've had tsa agents go hey bill hey john come over here you got to see this it's a microphone
0: so, I, but there are times you can go through and nobody says anything. It's the same microphone. Why is there not a set set of rules about what you're supposed to look for? This is the, you know what? I promised myself I wouldn't yell. I apologize. And insidious. this is why
1: This it's is, is my why. Garrison cigar. Go on. Continue with the story fingers. I'm short sure it's thrilling. And And this is why I bring up stories like this from time to time, uh, because I know it fires Tony up. I have never liked you. (laughs) It's radio gold, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, the folks over at Insider.com have the story. So you finally got TSA pre-check. Here's how to avoid being the most annoying person in line and get through the fastest. And we discuss
0: how disgusting TSA pre-check is? Sure. The idea that I have to pay for my rights. Mm -hmm. If you don't have TSA pre-check, literally, it's a proctological exam. But if you're willing to give the government a couple of dollars right this way, Mr. Malloy here, would you like the complimentary champagne? Actually, it's never that good. They just yell at you a little bit less. I love this. So much. That's TSA pre, but I promised myself I wouldn't get upset. Continue fingers. I want to hear more of the story.
1: I love this so much. <laughs> it's so, oh, it's so disgusting. So say you want to get through uh, TSA pre uh, without annoying your fellow passengers because so you 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 paid for the privilege and now you have to figure out a way to be less annoying. All right. Uh, Pre strip Tony before you get to the airport done everything that you have to take off at security from big jackets emptying your pockets before you get there Uh, one person suggests you know before they get there. Uh, they, they, they take off their belt, which I thought you could keep your belt on for the TSA. Oh, three- they don't even know.
0: If it's this machine, you keep your belt on. If it's that machine, you can keep your computer in the bag. And then the TSA yells at you for
1: not knowing which machine they have. Oh, this is wonderful. Uh, I have a problem normally because my belt looks like a microphone. You're ridiculous. So there's that. But uh, so they, they say you, you take off uh, you know, you, everything that will be screened now you know uh, we've talked about this several times tony when he travels on airplanes likes to wear a suit not likes to does see at least see i I caught you you don't like to wear a suit there so uh but you but you do oh no i happen to like to but i do wear a suit because you should respect
0: yourself Mm. You should respect yourself. You should respect others and you shouldn't show up in your
1: pajamas. You filthy, disgusting animal. I've said too much. I, I don't show up in pajamas. I wear normal shorts and a t-shirt in, in July when it's a hundred degrees, when I'm getting on a Walmart plane flying uh, to Las Vegas from Indianapolis, I will wear shorts and and a t-shirt, uh, but I go ahead and not wear a belt to the airport ahead of time. Not because, uh, of the security issues but it's just more comfortable so, something about being comfortable oh, on an airplane tony god almighty so I weep for the future here's another number two on the list tony leave the flashy shoes in your bag what? passengers who wear fancy loafers and shoes according uh, to this particular piece uh, with buckles or studs, often get stopped because they set off the scanner. Tony, so those how about I just shoes, wear shoes?
0: How about I just wear paper bags like I'm a 1930s hobo?
1: I would like to see that. You 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 sh- you're, you show up with your carry on, and it's nothing but a stick with a handkerchief <laughs> tied to it, and you're walking through TSA because you're getting on a Walmart plane. It's ex- essentially, what travel has come to in 2023 i mean you and i've talked about it the last time we flew to vegas i won't mention the airline we flew on but they had Uh, a lot of spirit there it is (laughs) they warned us before we got on the plane hey listen ladies and gentlemen uh if you want something to drink you may want to go buy it now because yeah we only got one beverage cart on this plane and then on the way back from vegas they made the announcement at the gate hey listen uh if you have to use the bathroom, it may be a good idea to use it before you get on the plane. Oh, and now I'm supposed to show up on this thing in a suit? Fat. Fat, I say. Because
0: they're terrible doesn't mean that you have to be terrible. You have to uphold your own standards. But I, mean, I, I will admit, now, I, I have flown Spirit many times. I'm actually going to use them again most of the flights. I, I think it's professional and easy and and fine in terms of just cost. It it's it works. I haven't seen an airline work hard to really try and get people as as United has. United is putting out ads, doing everything. They just changed the whole boarding procedure thing, so window seats go on first to try and make it a little easier for everybody. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I see them being aggressive
1: to try and make it easy. Yep, you're you're absolutely right. Ah, uh, finally on the list, and I don't think this should be exclusive to. TSA, uh, security. It should be anywhere where you are encountering uh, a situation where you're dealing with customer service and you're ordering something or being in wait. Uh, During the wait, get ready for your turn. Don't uh, be oblivious to your surroundings. Don't look at your phone. When it's your turn to go through security, be ready. So be a decent, moral human being.
0: Right. And not a self-centered, egomaniacal freak child. (laughs) See? Same rule applies to you not wearing shoes on a plane.
1: I wear shoes on a plane. Yes. I don't go walking it barefoot. You open-toed
0: animals. (laughs) You sleeveless, shirt-wearing animals.
1: See, we we, we actually... I hate you. We actually agreed at the end of this segment. I was, that a, I was in a
0: fine mood. I was happy to be talking to eat, drink, smoke nation. You're just, you're, you're just such a terrible person.
1: Safe travels, everyone.
0: Oh, good Lord. The warfighter garrison 5.52 millimeter. It's a five fifty 50 uh, by five fifty two by five cigar. It's a nice, nice stick, man. I smoked it quick, but that's all right. Much more to get to find everything at eat, This is eat, drink, smoke. Need yourself a good bourbon, uh, we did. It has been a long, long week. And th- look, one of the things we do here is we take a look at what's going on uh, in the world. We talk about what's going on in the cigar lounge. And the cigar lounge is very often talking about what's going on in the world. It's been a rough week for world news. So a bourbon was absolutely necessary. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, and went this week with the rabbit hole, this is the, the Derringer straight bourbon whiskey finished
1: in the sherry casks, fingers. What? Right what, what no. What do you mean? No, no. It's the rabbit hole high gold Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey.
0: Uh No, no, no. It's the Derringer. It says so right here on my bottle, finished in the sherry
1: casks. No, this is the high gold. I took the high gold. You took the low gold. We have two different types of rabbit hole then. But let's go down the rabbit hole, shall we? Oh, look at you. Look at you right here.
0: These are two very, very worthy bourbons. Very, very different uh, bourbons. What Fingers Malai has right there is a straight bourbon. Three years aged, 70% corn, 25% rye, and 5% malted barley, in the mash bill coming in at 95 proof while what i've got going on here is 68 percent corn 18 percent wheat 14 percent malted barley that's what i've got at 93 proof um uh i'll, I'll put it on me fingers I, I i got it wrong on 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 this one but i'm just i mean oh, it's not like it's a serious issue that sounded like a fresh
1: bottle uh, it, it oh. Oh, this is, this is, this is being opened for the first time. America eh. farm, fresh ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's what's going on. Um, we've actually, now that I think about it, I think we've done the Derringer before on the show, oh, but okay. I don't think we've ever done the high gold. You were, uh, at, at your local uh, liquor store and you picked that one up. Why? What, what,
1: what was it that, that drew you in? I was in a hurry. And it was at an end cap. That's what. No, I'd been. I'd seen rabbit hole for some time, and I remembered that maybe we had done a rabbit hole in the past, but it had been a while. And so I thought to myself, why not? Why not go down the rabbit hole, Tony?
0: Now, you've got a little more corn in yours. You've got rye in yours. So I'm going to expect this mix of sweet and spice on the nose on the high gold which is h-e-i-g-o-l-d what do you get in their fingers
1: well yeah i did pour this about 20-25 minutes ago you uh, so it it's been in the glass for a little while is this your second one or your fourth yes yeah, it's my fourth <laughs> uh i'll say right off the bat you do have to get your nose in there a little bit it's it's not something that uh you smell from three feet away when you first pour it uh, but I'm getting a little bit of that rye spice, some oak, and maybe some caramel. All right, that's interesting. I am uh, on
0: what's finished in the sherry cast here, the Derringer, D a r e r i n g e r. I don't. I don't think it's pronounced Daringer. I think it's pronounced Derringer is what it is. But it's 68 percent corn, 18 percent wheat. I'm expecting this to be a much sweeter piece, and this nose. And we're both we're doing this from rocks glasses uh, this yeah. time around, not the Glen Cairn glasses. We happen to have rocks glasses on this one. It is a very kind of syrupy, fruity uh, thing thing that's going on here. And I, I think there's a little bit of this that would have, as I said, been expected. You know, you're not going to have big spice on, on this. Something that would be 68 percent corn and 40 percent wheat is going to lend itself to the sweeter, finished in the sherry cask. It makes absolutely perfect sense that that's where you would be. The question, Fingers Malloy, is are you ready for this?
1: Yes, I am. I've been ready for this all day. But before I I go into this, Tony, I feel like we should actually be doing each other's tasting right now because this is going to be, you know, with the high rye mash bill. You're more of a rye guy where I like a sweet tooth. I, I am a sweet tooth. I like a sweeter bourbon. So That's what they call him, Fingers yeah. Sweet Tooth Malloy. That's so true. Here we go. Well, that was his uh, name in high school
0: right there. You can also find him on Tinder. He is taking a sip, doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew. What you do is you move the bourbon around uh, the mouth, really kind of coat uh, the palate, get an idea of the flavor. Sometimes it's two sips. The first one to set the taste buds, and the
1: second one to really get an idea of flavors. Fingers Malloy, what do you got? Basically what I got on the nose. Uh, caramel. Uh, maybe a, a hint of vanilla that oak is there that rye spice is there i mean for 95 proof <laughs> you would never know it's 95 proof yeah a little sting on the tongue uh no burning or warmth in the chest uh it's nice all right i'm going in i'm going in because i have got uh
0: the 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 derringer right there and fingers of has the high gold from a rabbit hole by the way rabbit hole is not a sponsor of this show yet exactly um
1: we're doing them both guys how about a little respect here we go i'm going in fingers Malloy. he's right. going in ladies and gentlemen he's doing what we like to call the saginaw swish actually a little hotter I- <laughs> 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 you need a Whoa. you need a water
0: uh <laughs> man i had a little more heat than i thought There is some uh there is some like i don't know if that is a i don't know if that's a cinnamon or 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 what that is really something else it's also super fruity mm. super super fruity it's sweet but it was that it was this initial like hey I'm gonna punch you directly center <laughs> chest. You're gonna feel it. The tongue is dancing. Yeah, in the tingling. Oh, but that finish is delicious. It's kind of kind of a like it. There's almost a grape juice thing going on, really. Um, and, and there and there and there's a little oak undercurrent. Uh, I don't know where I was with this when we first did it. I have to go back and check when we reviewed this uh, from Rabbit Hole. That I'm doing the Deringer, and Fingers Malloy is doing the High Gold. Um, man, this is this is hitting me today in an excellent, excellent way mm-hmm. uh, for sure. The question, Fingers Malloy, is: Is it in your liquor cabinet now? The High Gold. Uh, you you
1: just picked it up. Yes. How much was that bottle? I got it for fifty five dollars. And ooh, I am in at fifty five dollars. I definitely, uh, you know, I'm not as much of a rye guy as you are. That rye spice is there, and I and I do like it. But it also has the sweetness I'm looking for, and uh, a little bit of oak. Uh, at fifty five dollars, all in, absolutely, it's in my liquor cabinet. So I
0: I had gotten this at Deringer as as a gift, uh, and so I had to look up the MSRP on this, which is eighty dollars. Mm. Uh, I am in a place of push on that $80 is an expensive, expensive, uh, uh, price Mm -hmm. for, for a bourbon for, I think a tremendous number of people. And certainly is a number for me, that'll give me pause. I am much more apt to buy an $80 cigar than I am an $80 bourbon, which sounds wow. Totally anathema. Right. I know people look at me weird all the time, but I know who I am and I know what I like. Uh, it's a nice flavor profile for for wanting this flavor profile yeah and i think that's it uh that it's big on fruit and it's got a little oak undercurrent those things work but i i'm not i am not so sure that that's where i i'm not sure at 80 that's where i want to be that's not to say this isn't some very very nice stuff rabbit hole uh we've got the derringer and we've got the high gold and this is eat drink smoke Eat, drink, smoke, and is your cigar bourbon foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz, and that is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. Find it all at eatdrink and get our book Let's Go Barbecue. Recipes, tips, and tales from the pit. That is at Amazon.com, the perfect gift for Christmas. We are each drinking rabbit hole bourbon, except we we each got a different bottle of rabbit hole bourbon. We didn't we didn't mean for this to happen. I have the daringer. Right there. And Fingers Malloy has the high gold. Different mash bills. Fingers found his for $55. This uh, bottle I saw is the MSRP uh, for $80. Uh, the the Deringer. Uh You're a fan, Fingers Malloy. You're digging the spice, the, the bit of rye that's in there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That rye spice is nice, uh, along with that caramel, a little bit of vanilla, and the oak. Uh, I am, and I hate to do this, but I do you- it for- I, I do it for each drink smoke nation because I'm really enjoying this as is. I'm going to put a little bit of cool spring water in it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Doing
0: that right from the, right from the bottle. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, because we're, in, we're not in our normal, uh, location, uh, a couple things going on with, with that. We are building some new studios and, uh, uh, the, 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 the electrical permitting has already been approved and we just got to get some wires moved. And then the, uh, the the slab will go in. I'm very excited about that. Uh, and so we're doing this, and so I don't have everything set up, so we're in different locations as we're doing the show uh this week. So I don't have any water with me or cubes, so I'm just keeping my uh rabbit hole daringer uh bourbon finished in the sherry cast. I'm just keeping it neat, kid. How is it with the water? How is yours? Well, let's go in and find out. It's going in to find out. Remember, water brings down proof, water will also open up. The bourbon it might bring down some spice. It might actually elevate the spice. It does all sorts of things. It's amazing. And what you want to do, if you really want to get your palate understood, you got to try it with a little water. You got to try it on a cube. You got to expand where you're at. And I know there's some risk in that, financial risk in that, because you might like it a certain way. You don't know how you like it until you've tried it all the ways. What do you got, fingers?
1: Well, it brought down the rye spice and it brought out a little bit of fruitiness, um, like a, almost like a cherry. Right. Okay. Uh, I gotta say, I liked it better without the water, which surprises me because I'm not normally a rye guy. Uh, but I actually enjoyed the the rye spice in this. It, the The caramel uh, is still there, uh, not as strong, and uh, I did bring out a little bit more of the oak. So, I mean, no complaints. It's still good. I'm I'm still going to finish it's it. Like the original setup absolutely water setup gave you absolutely so uh but at, listen i i don't know if it's easy to find this at $55 a bottle i just happened to walk in and that's what i paid for it at $55 a bottle i'm all in on this and that is the high gold from
0: rabbit hole i am drinking the derringer and we have been smoking uh the from warfighter cigars uh the garrison uh the a five point five six millimeter is what they call it. It was uh, their Robusto, a uh, five by fifty-two uh, cigar, and and it, Warfighter again. It's super super reliable. It is what it is. You can use it in any situation, and Warfighter will give you a quality smoke. And and there's a place. For that and the fact that they make these I, I believe with with Placentia, that that's a very worthy thing to hear right that's that's enough of uh, faith but the warfighter guys their story their military history everything else can't can't recommend them highly enough as a, as a cigar this cigar is like give or take ten dollars a stick uh in that in that 5 by 52 uh, but it's just it is just it is a quality cigar I, I I don't think I sacrificed anything fingers for having it but it, it it is a reliable cigar. It might not be the finest cigar in your humidor, but it's a cigar you're going to reach for when you need a, just a good cigar and you're not sure what to smoke.
1: Yeah. If it is important to you to support uh, veteran owned businesses, uh, it is for me. I know that I uh, believe in doing that. Uh, that's good. But the product also has to be good too and they put out uh, a quality product it's reliable like you said I haven't had uh, any uh, a stick that has been poorly constructed yeah um, it's 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 always been solid consistent uh definitely recommend Warfighter it's a good group good guys good good group but it's time fingers Malloy for news of the week rats what this is like it's like your place to shine. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Orkin has come out with a list of the top cities for rats. Is In Washington city. DC number one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> so on right. So uh Orkin came out with this list based on the number of new rodent treatments performed from September 1st, 2022 uh, to August 31st, 2023. I don't know if you've looked at this list, Tony. No. Nope. Okay. So if you were to guess what city would be number one on this list, what would you for, think for rodents for, for rats A uh, New York? They were number three on the list, down one. So apparently they're doing a bang-up job eliminating their rat problem. Hopefully next year they'll be down to number four, Tony. Well, with those tax rates, how can the rats afford to stay? There it is. You think they're moving to Florida?
0: God, we are doing really well in the Shecky Green circuit right now, fingers.
1: (laughs) We are crushing it. Well, I will just go ahead and and tell you. We're going to be opening up for Danny Kay in no time. (laughs) I can't wait for our three-week stint at the Catskills. Oh, my dream. My (laughs) dream to play the big room at Kutcher's. That's
0: all I ever wanted. When my mother saw me as a young boy, she said, all I want for you, little Aron Yisrael, is to play the big room at Kutcher's, and maybe I'll get some free cheesecake." Oh, cheesecake. God, I'm gonna get emails for that. Tony, do you know how bigoted that, that that impression was? And I'll be like, You clearly didn't meet the people at Kutchers. I was there, man. Which wow. is true. And <laughs> did you just pull up? I was there. I was as a kid. As a kid, we totally went to Kutcher's. I mean, not often. I think I went to the mountains twice. I wasn't a regular, but that happened. That experience totally did happen. Wow. Well, right let, passage. Let for me, a Jewish man. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Sh- Shabbat shalom. Didn't that just roll off my tongue? It did. Again, it, did. it didn't. It didn't look awkward at all, or sound awkward when you say. <laughs> let me go over. You say, when I say Shabbat shalom, ten guys start dancing in a circle. When you say Shabbat shalom, the FBI shows
1: up. <laughs> I think that's the difference. Uh, let's start at number ten. Uh Cleveland. Cities with rats? Yes, yeah, cities with okay. rats. Number ten, Cleveland. Uh number nine, Detroit. Up one from last year. Way to go, Detroit. Denver, number eight. Baltimore, seven. Oh, you're surprised about Denver? Yeah. You're surprised. Well,
0: I mean, it's just the city has had massive problems. The city has massive economic problems. The city has a lot of blight. So I would have no, I would not be surprised that you would have more rodents in a place that isn't having any
1: upkeep. Yeah. Uh, number six, Philadelphia. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I love uh, the folks in Philly. I went to Philly a couple of years ago and walking through the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah. The. The sewage smell, the raw sewage. I know you get that in cities, but holy cow, Philadelphia. It was just everywhere. So uh, apparently it doesn't bother the rats because they're at number six, five, San Francisco. That shouldn't shock anyone. No, that should be higher. Yeah. Here you go, Tony. Washington, D.C. Number four. Okay. D.C. Number four. New York. Number three. That leaves us the top two rat cities. I wish I had a drum roll. Uh, but I don't. Number two, I can see see if I do. (laughs) We got 20 seconds. Um, Nope, I don't. What do you got? Number two on the list, Los Angeles. Again, probably shouldn't shock anyone because of how big the city is uh, and also uh, the weather, I guess. And number one on the list, Tony, Chicago. Okay. All right. I can buy into that
0: list. I can see that that's the case. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to stop people from visiting. I just think it's going to uh, to remind people that uh, that they should uh, you know, be careful while they're there. Just be careful while you're there in Chicago. Don't get bitten by a rat, and don't get shot. It's just a public service announcement from us at Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz.
1: That's Fingers Maloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, Show.com. We like to monitor... Social media outrage here at Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's, it's a passion for one of us. And I want to share with all of the folks out there at Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation.
0: <laughs> it's a passion for one of us.
1: <laughs> the latest social media outrage, and it involves first dates. It's Eat Drink Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy, along with Tony Katz. Remember, you can find everything we do over at Eat Drink Smoke Nation on our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Now, Tony. Yes, sir. As you know, we, we've talked about this several times on the show. Much of the media today revolves around getting on the TikToks and the Twitters. Oh, excuse me. You're an idiot. And they monitor things that go viral on social media and then people write about it and this actually went viral and it's it's one of those things where it really sparked a national conversation on social media about acceptable places to take someone on a first date because there was a social media influencer oh stop it a social media influencer. Their name rhyme with dingers Galois. No, unfortunately they're they're not a real social media influencer. That's that's correct. But this lady posted a picture of herself, uh, (laughs) took a selfie in a a public bathroom and then proceeded to put down, shared with the folks, a list of places that she thought was unacceptable to take someone on a first date. Okay. And I think it is a ridiculous list. Some of it. Uh but I wanted to share it with you Tony to get your thoughts on it and see what you think. Uh number 1 on the list, Cheesecake Factory. Why is Cheesecake Factory a place you can't go on a first date? I it, it seems to me that this particular person feels like if a guy is taking her out on a first date, It has to be a huge investment. You have to uh, bring out uh, all the best and and spend a lot of money. And apparently Cheesecake Factory isn't good enough. I will say this. I I love Cheesecake Factory, even though they aren't a sponsor uh, at Eat, Drink, Smoke, except my last Cheesecake Factory experience, I I didn't actually uh, stay. I walked out as I was getting seated. Because this particular cheesecake factory, and I also think this would be a bad place to take someone on a date. They had the seating where there was one long bench and a long like 30 foot table. And then the chairs were on the other side of the table. So you could be sitting two feet away from a complete stranger sitting right next to you. If you were in a communal style. Yeah. And I I thought to myself, who would want to sit? In a situation like this, around complete stranger, especially on a first date, so I guess I could see that. But what's wrong with Cheesecake Factory? Uh, nothing is wrong with, with Cheesecake Factory. I, I, maybe
0: someone could think that you know one the the person taking you there thinks that it's a nice place. And the other person thinks it's more pedestrian. Um, maybe they think it's it lacks creativity. I don't know. But the second restaurant on the list is Applebee's, and we just we just. The bar is is like nowhere uh, to be found because it goes Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden. At that moment, I might as well just fall down. I don't know what to do with any of this. I, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with first date at any of these places. It depends on how old you are. It de- That's what it depends on. If a 22-year-old is meeting somebody at Chipotle because that's what they can
1: afford, it's fine. Well, the other thing, too, is say you're meeting someone from a dating app. Okay. And it's but your first date police station. We meet at a police station to make sure everything's going to be all
0: right. <laughs> right. That's where we do the fingerprinting. But right, which was not something in Urban Dictionary. I'm talking about actually fingerprinting.
1: Yeah. I'm supposed to take this person to a fancy steakhouse when they show up and they look nothing like their dating profile. You're like, oh, you're Brenda. Uh, you know, they, they've got the fake photos of themselves. They lied about their background. And now you're stuck at some fancy steakhouse when they've already started building a relationship based on several lies. <laughs> and then I'm supposed to feel bad that I said, oh, yeah, dinner uh, chilies, which is number three on the list. No, absolutely not. So. It goes through this thing to Olive Garden, and then it gets
0: nuts. The movies, your house, any fast food chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, a buffet, IHOP, Denny's, the gym. Hold on a second. Number 16 on the list is church. (laughs) Based on this list, this woman does not want to go on a date with you, and I don't think you should go on a date with her. She's going to
1: die alone. Well, no, I actually agree with some of these on the list. (sighs) Right. Okay, church. Let's use church as an example. Don't you feel like when you go out on a first date, it's almost like a job interview? You're you're getting to know each other. You want to sit down. You want to have a conversation. You're not having a conversation in the middle of a church service. You're you're not having a conversation at like I don't even like a movie. I mean, you're just both staring at a screen. You're you're not finding anything out about each other. Uh, the gym. The gym's on this list. Why would you? Hey, I got an idea, uh, Brenda. Why don't we meet at Planet Fitness for our first date? Poor what? Brenda. Can I just say that for the record? <laughs> <laughs> well, All listen, right, Hold Brenda, on. Brenda lied about herself, about her picture, about her background. Maybe Planet Fitness isn't such a bad idea.
0: The rest of the list. Starbucks, coffee dates, ice cream dates, family functions, movie night with Netflix, somewhere that requires a long drive bowling nightclubs hookah bar a bar just for drinks waffle house or sporting events sorry you've got yourself a woman who refuses to go to waffle house drop that woman
1: immediately gone i agree with you 100 if if honestly if i uh, am taking a woman out on a first date and she looks at me and says you know not to harp on chilies or, or applebee's but if she says you're, you're taking me to Applebee's. I don't, that's not acceptable. You should thank her <laughs> or, or waffle house. Like you should thank. Her. Okay. Thank you. I'll be dropping you back off at home now. Thank you for letting me know what kind of person you are. Gotta do, do the favors. Yes.
0: Doing you a favor right there. Um. Th- so the question would be, if once you take a look at this list, where does this woman expect to go? And I think you're right. She expects
1: to go extremely high end. And that's not what I'm doing on a first date. Where, what are do you doing not- on a first date? Where, where would you take someone on a first date? What do you think is the ideal place? Um,
0: I will say that I've never taken anybody bowling on the first date. But with my wife, uh, when we we were never really dating, we were, we were in it to win it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I did one suggest going bowling, and she actually laughed in my face. <laughs> we were like four months into it or five months into it. And I suggested it. I, I It was the first time she'd ever done that. Laughed in my face out loud.
1: I was like, all right. We're not going bowling. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, so did you get any strikes or spares that night? But um, you didn't uh, go bowling. I, I do not I do not kiss and bowl. Oh. That's that's something my,
0: my my parents instilled in me from a, from a young young age. Uh I think our first date, if you are first dinner, was actually an Italian restaurant, it was in Tampa. Um and
1: then I don't, I don't recall. Then I don't. What about you? Uh, first date, math house. Ah, oh, that's not on the list. It's <laughs> not on the list. So, man, look at you. Happily married all these years later to you. Yeah. You and Mr. Go, go get coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with. Yeah. And they sit down and, and if, if things go well and you, you develop a little bit of a chemistry, then go somewhere else. Go so to, to dinner. Else? Yeah, let's go to dinner.
0: Are it that. is rabbit hole, people. The Daringer and the High Gold is what we drank. Uh fingers is all in at $55 a bottle. I still have questions at $80 a bottle, but you should give this a go wherever it is. You uh do try your drinks and that warfighter, the Garrison, uh, the 5.52, which is the five by 52 uh cigar. Um, that's that's worth your time. Find warfighter, warfighter tobacco. This is Eat Drink Smoke.
1: Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter at go eat drink smoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash eat drink smoke, and Instagram at eat Drink Smoke Podcast.